Hello and happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of Walk-Ins Welcome where we are all about helping you triple your revenue through digital marketing services and today exceptional patient experience. Yeah so today we were thinking about different episode topics and this one is more a, a little broader stroke but it has a huge impact because the reality is if we can get you patients in the door we can get them all the way to your check-in point but after that, it's all on you. That's right. And you can really mess things up by some simple, we're going to talk about five different things to pay attention to, but these things actually can turn from an okay experience to a really bad experience, or it can turn an okay experience to a really great experience. And it's kind of subtle, honestly. So I, I named the, the episode Approachability Equals Profitability. Yes. And this was inspired, one, thank you, Devin, but two, based on something very recent we had happened where we were discussing with a new medical uh, client and will work trying to make them become a client and within the meeting they basically kind of said we're more approachable or i'll let nick explain that because he was in the meeting i was not but yeah i think there's a, a few things there is one we brought competence to the table like yeah. we and, and i'm not just saying that like that's what they told us yeah, yeah. Hey, you seem to know what you're talking about right yep. like you 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 have what's called a clue about digital marketing for patient care, right? Same idea so, with doctors. You have a clue. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you you appear to not be a fraud, and that's in our world a thing. Um, but also, you know, we had genuine conversation with them. My goal, I know it's you would expect that my goal would have been to sell them our services. That would have been the end result, not the goal. That the goal was to serve them and serve them well. Yeah. Right. And so we spent a lot of time talking about their needs, their desires, their goals, and they were already working with another agency. And to be, you know, quite honest with you, we were more expensive or are more expensive than another agency. Yeah, like right? my price was not the deciding factor. That's right. But uh, they wound up moving forward with us as uh, their agency of choice. And um, a lot of it had to do with the approachability of how we did things. We didn't talk over their head. We didn't act like we were better than anybody. We were just honest. I'm not going to tell you what they said, but we didn't act like we were the squeeze. We were the stuff. You Insert know I mean? another S word. Pick, pick another S word, right? <laughs> um, but but we tried not to bring that kind of arrogance to the table. We, I you know I I don't always bring up Dave Ramsey, but sometimes I do. Um, one of the things that he says a lot that sticks with me is just have the heart of a teacher. Yeah, right? have the heart of a teacher. Um, so in anything that I do when I'm doing a presentation or here, here's a, here's a great thing for you as a medical provider is bring that heart of a teacher. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Right. Like, or, or I don't That's know funny. if I'm in a chiropractor, I don't know why my lower back hurts. I just wanted to stop. Yeah. You know, it's very simple that you could just have a conversation with me and teach me the problem. Teach me about it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty competent. I'm pretty capable of understanding. Right. So that's that heart of a teacher that comes along. That that is what makes you approachable in the patient care space and in the digital marketing space. Well, and I even think about how when you if you've ever been sold something or tempted to be sold something, a sell like a sell like the traditional salesman that doesn't know anything other than they want your money, when they say this is what I'm selling, this is what it is, they go straight for the kill. What's it gonna take for us to get you in this car today? Right. Not hanging on car dealerships, but that's the most traditional used car mentality. Right. Um, but I, they go straight for the kill. Like, what can I do to get this job done so I can make my money? Um, and they, and this is the part, like, I think car dealership people hate me because I know too much about the cars that they're trying to sell me. And so they know nothing about the car. 
or anything about the process. They just want you to sign a piece of paper and then they hand you off to the F&I person and they're done. Like they did their part. What did you say? Uh, F&I finance and oh. insurance. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were, I don't know. I was like, what's the F&I? Yeah. So finance and insurance. <laughs> uh, anyway, I heard that, that phrase said to my brain so many times from a previous company. Okay. So this is me better. not knowing any better. There you go. See, anyway, you were so, super approachable just then, and I appreciate that. Well, so, but here's like, but that's the thing. So, you, you know, when you're trying to be sold, right? Right. And then, like, something we teach here in general, like, the goal is to educate first, mm -hmm. like, every single time. And then, if it makes sense, the sell will happen. Sometimes you got to nudge it to, to a decision. But the reality is, it's that approachability. So, let's apply this to our doctors or our medical practices that are listening. You have to be approachable the whole way through, not just the front desk person who has to be the most customer service friendly person you have because they're doing at the front end. Right. But the nurse, the doctor, the checkout procedure, all of that has to be approachable. Like that's the worst thing. Like we'll go through the different things. But that's the worst thing in the world where you feel like the doctor didn't listen to you or even tell you what was going on other than here's a prescription. You'll be okay. Hey, a doctor's got a doc. They do. We get that. Like, you're there to do your job, which is to help them get well. Right. But do you want them to come back? Yeah, th this okay. is the part that's so important because the reality is if you're like an urgent or if you're just really any medical, step one is getting them in the door. But then the final step is getting them to come back. Right. Because now that experience has been locked in. And if it was a bad one, they're probably not coming back unless you are the only option. And they are very resistant to make that comeback. Because, like, in the, today's world, if you're in the retail world of medical, there's options nine times out of 10. If I didn't, and the pricing because of insurance and everything, the pricing is kind of the same. So right. you, you got to compete on that customer service level. Yeah. If I'm going to come with you with my Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama card, it, I'm not there because of the price. No, copay is copay. So, so you have quality, convenience of the triangle and price, right? That's the marketing triangle. Yeah. You just go ahead and in your space and just cut out price if you accept insurance. Yeah, because we 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 don't even know what your pricing is. As, as a consumer, I have no I I realize that I can go to a hospital's website and download their price list. But it really doesn't matter because I don't know what's been negotiated because I am using insurance. Right. And I'm gonna tell you probably nine out of ten people are in the exact same boat. They're probably gonna look at their insurance to have that negotiated rate. They have no influence over it. So qual yeah, so the, the P is gone, price is gone. Yeah. You, you got the rest to compete on at that point, right? Yeah. Um, but so ask yourself, like, how approachable is your clinic going through the process? And if you just don't know, maybe you should secret shop yourself. Send somebody in that's never been there before. Get them to kind of go through like it could just be a checkup, right? You don't have to be sick, just like let me have a physical or some sort. Go through the whole thing and let somebody just kind of note stuff. And come back to say, so how was your experience through the whole thing? We even had a uh, uh, one of our clients ask about a patient. I hear a beep noise. One of the clients they hear. Um, it's out about, the window. Yeah. Please. Oh, it's gone. Anyway, they were asking about patient satisfaction survey type stuff. So in, in, in the questions, it's about the whole experience. Yeah. Now, but the only problem is they're getting that after the fact. And so there are probably parts of it they may not remember or there's one or two that they really care about and they're going to talk about it and ignore the rest. I had so. this really weird experience one time um, where they were asking me to rate how it was happening while it was happening. 
Well, you just said, I, and I can't even re- really remember what it was. Uh, it wasn't medical. How do you feel right now? Yeah, but that's the way it was. Like, I would go into this one part of whatever it was I was doing, and they were like, okay, now rate this part. I'm like, this is weird. No, like, that's I, I could, you, could you imagine, like, you're sitting in the waiting room, and you get a text, how are you feeling right now? And five minutes later, how do you feel now? Yeah. How's that going? Anyway, well, you had said, like, the, the survey will go out after – after the fact, and I'm like, well, when do you send it? Before? Like, I don't really know when else you would send that. <laughs> anyway, here's the thing. Um, there's a whole group of things to be approachable. We're really just talking about the person, right? Yep. We're, we're talking about your team, how to be approachable as a team. This is something that is stretched across every aspect of your business that has, involves people. Uh, and we're going to touch on five things that they can do to improve. Go. These are super simple things they can do. Uh, and you can literally make a change next week and start incorporating this. First is body language. Yes. Body language is something people sometimes roll their eyes at because that's body language. But the reality is um, being open, moving, like not closing. Like here's the thing. If I come up to my doctor or or to your doctor or whatnot, and they're talking to me and their arms are just closed, like, yeah, that's the problem. This is what we're going to do about it. Da, da, da. I don't feel like I can ask him a question. Right. I'm kind of afraid to. It's almost like I'm um, annoying him or her at that at the exact same time. So you got to open your arms. You got to relax your posture a little bit. You got to just make it seem like it's okay to talk to me. Right. Sometimes it sounds so dumb. Well, you know, it's really huge though. I it wasn't too long ago I was at my primary care, my primary physician. And my physician, she's fantastic. Okay. I love her. But her nurse totally could tell was just doing her job. She came in, <laughs> hold your arm out. Didn't say hello, nothing. Just hold your arm out. Brick. Brick. Put the blood pressure thing. Open your mouth. Here's your temperature. And then she goes, Doctor, be in here in just a minute. And like, didn't even look. Dude, didn't even look at me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, that, like, and that's oh, actually, and that's actually one of the things we'll talk about. So like just that whole, so your impression is she didn't want to be there yeah. or you're just a number and I'm just getting through my day. Or she's just way too busy. And all of a sudden that nurse has made the doctor's job a little bit harder Yeah, because now the conversation's not as open as it could have been. So it sounds super subtle, but my goodness, it makes a huge difference. Just think about the last time you talked to somebody that had their arms closed and didn't want to look at you or uh, just was short answered. What's well, more than just that? Look at all of it, right? Yeah. I mean, even when I walked up to that front desk, the lady, like, so here's here's a window. I know you can't visualize it, but here's the window on this side, and then here's the front-facing lobby, right? So window, yeah. front-facing lobby. Well, she's facing out to the lobby, but I have to go up to the window she didn't turn her chair or nothing. She just handed me a clipboard. <laughs> didn't even look at me. Handed me a clipboard. Hey, has anything changed? Like, I get it. That's I do. I so really do. Funny. I know it's your job. I do. And and this, these aren't like extra things, right? Like this is this is not going to cost them an extra five seconds of their time. Like it's literally can be integrated into what they do. It just has to be trained. Well, I know this is kind of weird, and I know we're talking about body language, but just think about it from my perspective. But like, we work in a boiler room type situation. All of our desks are in this giant, yeah, yeah. giant open space. We see space, everybody. Right? But you can tell when you're talking to me or anybody's talking to me, the difference on when I back up, lean back in my chair, and I turn and I face them Yeah. versus 
when they're talking to me and I'm still clicking away on the computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's totally different. And it's like, <laughs> are you listening? I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I'm just telling you, the best way to get my attention is to say, hey, Nick, can I ask you a question? I will, And I will say, hold on just a second, or I'll stop what I'm doing and I will face you. And then I'll hear the, the chair turn. Yeah. And then I know I'm engaged. Yeah. And you have my body language. You have my you have my attention. Yep. But if you just start talking to me, yeah. I'm in the middle of doing something. No, I'm I'm doing Well, something. and all I can think about like what you were describing, I imagine like I forget the cartoon, but a bunch of cartoons that are like next. Yeah. Next. That's like it. that's all you hear. Right. And that's it, think about this. Are you like if you're not sure if your clinic's actually doing this or not, just sit in the lobby for an hour or have somebody sit there as they're going through patients and see what happens. What I, and this is not a time to like beat up your staff. This is a time to like, hey, we're going to make some adjustments to make things better for everybody. Right. Because also, if you adjust that mindset, they may enjoy work more at that point. Right. So anyway, all right, body language. Number two, smiling. It's huge. <laughs> so like, and here's the thing. This is like an old trick in the book If in the sales world. If you have to, nobody wants to cold call, right? It's the most painful thing in the world. It's the most painful thing to get on a phone call that's going to have a negative person on the other end half the time. How do you fight that? You smile while you're on the phone. Right. And it changes your tone. It does. Like it just, it really changes your tone. It does. Like this is me smiling a little bit as I talk. This is me not smiling as I talk. But you see a little cheesy grin that I, (laughs) I mean, I constantly have on here because it changes the dynamic of us even doing this podcast. It really does. And it's just, it sounds so simple, but think about next time. This is what I sound like whenever I'm just talking. Yeah, and I can. This is when I sound like whenever I'm smiling and I'm talking. It's just a tone shift. But but think about the next time you go to like a Chick fil A. They're always smiling when they take your order. All right, man, check it out real quick. If you need to know how to do the smile thing, listen to your wife answer the phone. Every woman has a telephone voice. (laughs) Customer service voice? It is. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? They don't care about you. They don't care. Anyway. That's funny. Yeah. Just listen. If if you're a man, listen to your wife. And if you're a woman listening, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's just that slight tone. Because I I can hear it a mile away on the phone. If I get on the phone with somebody that's just not smiling at all, they're like, don't want to be on the phone. Right. You can hear the tone. It's uh, usually like deeper and just abrupt. Well, so think about it. I Think about it with Courtney. If she's answering the phone, you can absolutely tell when she's talking to a friend versus somebody she never knew. That's about, yeah, that's about anybody too, it's, right? But I'm just telling you, you have a completely different, polite, kind like, mannered like, voice. It went from who was that to why did they call? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up? Like, what's going on right yeah, now? Yeah, what do you want? Yeah. Anyway, right. smile, smile is contagious. You can pass it on even to people who are in the worst of moods. Yeah, there you go. All right, so next, eye contact. Mm-hmm. Oh my word! This is some, one of those things that you. It's weird when you don't get proper eye contact, and then it's also weird if someone's forcing eye contact at the same time. So there has to be a. I have, I have a friend, and she's amazing, but she, she I don't know what it is, but she can't stare at look at you. She has to look up when she talks to you, which is fine. I just gotten used to it. I got a funny story. Oh no! no here we go. <laughs> Oh, gosh, this was in college. I hope my best friend Wells is listening because that would crack me up. Anyway, um, we were out again in college. I think we were at a Taco Bell or a McDonald's or something like that. And there was this girl that was with us. She, I wasn't dating her or anything. It was nothing like that. It wasn't even a double date. It was just a friend. And there's a group of us. And this girl is sitting right across from me. And, Michael, the whole time she's looking at me like this. 
just off to the side the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. And I didn't have any people skills at the time. Right. But I got like, she would talk to me the whole time like this, like something was wrong. And I finally, I go, I go, just leaned over right into her eyesight. <laughs> and I was like, why won't you look at me in the eyes? She had some kind of weird vision thing where she was always um, like, I totally embarrassed myself. And I'm pretty sure that girl hates me to this day. <laughs> Um, cause I embarrassed her so bad. I didn't mean to, but that is a powerful thing is like, look people in the eyes when you're talking to them. Cause eventually it's going to frustrate them if you don't. Well, and that's like, so I, I, I've struggled with that over the years of, I don't know. It kind of gets in my head sometimes to look at people in their eye when right. they talk to them. And I realized that, okay, for those who, who struggle with the idea of looking into someone else's eyes as you're talking to them, it's okay to look at, toward their nose or their forehead and it's okay. Cause they can't tell. Right but you can keep talking to them. But if you want to really surprise somebody at a checkout, look them straight in the eyes and see their name on their tag and say, hey, thanks, Joe, or whatever their name is. Right. And they're like, oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, like it's, I do it all the time because, I, I one, they're humans. They deserve right. it, right? Right. But, two, it's just it also always throws them off guard. So I encourage you all, next time you go to your grocery store or whatever and the person's scanning checking you out, let's do self-checkout. But uh, look know their name tag before they say, here's your receipt. And you look them straight in the eye and say, hey, thanks, Melissa. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> it That's throws good. them off because people don't do that. They always take, they don't even look at each other. Anyway, so eye contact. It sounds simple. It needs to be done. Next. So this is getting very subtle, right? Angle toward the person you're talking to. And we, we touched on that a little bit. But the reality is, if you're not facing me and I'm talking to you, I'm assuming you're not, you're ignoring me at this point. Right. Or you have something else better to do. Right. So, and it sounds so like, okay, here, here's an example. Like, go into the doctor's office, you're in the actual room with the doctor, and they're checking their chart, they're reading stuff. But if you're sitting on the little bed thing and they're standing there reading, but they're like, almost facing away from you while they're doing it. They're trying to leave. Right. That's the mentality. I mean, like they're, they're gone. They're just reviewing something yeah. so they can review it and they got to move on. Pulled away a clipboard, face them, talk to them, give them eye contact, open their arms. Sounds so easy, but it makes all the difference. Yeah. If you, if you will just, and that's what I was talking about a minute ago is, is, you know, you have my attention in this office. When I back up and lean back in my chair and I angle it to you or, or I face you. Yeah. Right? Like I'm, I'm just, I'm moving to give you my attention. Um, to me, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. Me. Like uh, I, I respect you enough to face you, look you in the eyes, smile and give you my body language. Um, but I, I, I think that face to face time is huge, especially in a medical practice, especially if I'm wanting to see my doctor, my chiropractor, my, my physician, any of that, like, sit down in the little rolly chair that you always put in the corner, right? I may be up yeah. and I may be sitting up on a table. I don't care. Sit in the little rolly chair, set the pad down and just look at me. All right, Nick, what's going on, man? Well, and I, so that actually brings back good memories. I've had a doctor to whether they hop in that little rolly yeah. chair and you hear that noise, the yeah. wheeling around. And then I honestly, to take it a step further, and this kind of goes against some of the things we said, but if a doctor has like something on their clipboard they, that represents whatever the element I'm dealing with, they get on that chair, they turn around and go right beside me and say, let me show you what we're dealing with here. So that's called shoulder time. That to me is just as important as face-to-face -face time. Yeah. If, right? if you can't get the shoulder time, yeah. that, that's when face-to-face -face time is important. But, right. but it's that reality that you're, 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 what do you call it? Like you're reducing your, your, your guard. Like your you dropped your guard, you yeah. dropped your barriers. Now you're entering a, 
what they call like your personal zone more yep. because of that. But you're doing it because you want to, like the doctor wants to show you what's going on and wants to spend a little time with you. Mm-hmm. That time may only be two minutes, but that two minutes makes all the difference in the world. You anyway. know, I have an autistic child. And um, when Preston is, is, is unable to express himself, mm-hmm. we have a little sheet and we just get next to him. And his, his, uh, his uh, doctors do this as well. Just, point to how you feel yeah yeah so um i don't know what made me think of that but it was it was just like that sheet yeah here here, come here let's get on the same page on how you feel you're having a hard time expressing yourself show me where it hurts show me what's going on show me your emotion and it's got you know 30 different emojis on there and he'll point to it and then it'll it'll open up his brain And, and last one here this this should be an obvious but man it is a problem ignore your devices I used to have a major issue with this. I think I lost one of the biggest opportunities I ever had. Oh, the Apple Watch? Yeah, because of the Apple Watch. And for those of you who have an Apple Watch, it feels like when you're getting a notification, it kind of like taps your wrist to get your attention, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and buzzes and stuff like that. I'm not going to go into that story here other than to say it, uh, it was such a big deal that I, I sold that watch. This isn't an Apple Watch. This is a knockoff. Anyway, um, but my favorite thing that Apple has come out with, I don't know if Android's probably had this for forever, but they have what's called a focus mode now. Oh, yeah. And I just, like, when I go into a meeting, I turn on focus. It turns off every notification. Um, And if anybody, if it's an emergency, they'll call twice, and then it'll put them through. But, um, man, ignore your devices. And I had such an issue with that, and Apple's. I'm not trying to make an Apple plug, but I just I love that feature. Well, so I'll say this too. So obviously there are doctors out there that you have to have a device to input your notes and so forth. But at the same time, it's okay that you make some notes without the device and then load them up right afterwards. Because the reality is it's just, it's really frustrating if I am talking to a doctor and they have their tablet in front of them and they're making notes, they're not looking up from it. They're just, "Mm -hmm, yeah, okay, well, we're going to... Prescribe that. Uh huh. All right. Great. Do you, anything else you like? You know, and it just it's just it gets rid of the personal personal part of it. And uh, medical is still personal, right? No matter what. Well, I love technology, Michael. You know, I love technology. I love turning and, it off. And I and, well, I mean, I carry my iPad with me into our meetings and yep. stuff like that, and I take notes. But if I don't turn that focus mode on, you'll just see the notifications <laughs> coming in. <laughs> so you know, as a as a as a healthcare provider of any type, whether that be retail healthcare or or otherwise. I understand you're putting things into a device or a computer. What Michael's trying to make the case is just like, let it be a tool and keep your personal touch face to face, smiling with your body language. Let them know that you care that they're in that room with you. And that is going to make you profitable because that is going to make you approachable. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you're just not convinced of this, go look at your Google reviews that you've gotten, look at the bad ones. Find the common denominator. Some are going to be dumb reviews. That's just the thing. Or you can never make that person happy. But there's probably a common denominator. Right. And and if you're not, if you're still not convinced, go look at your competitors' reviews. And they're all five stars. What are they doing right? What is the common theme going on? Because chances are there's something that they're doing very very well, and it's really possible that the experience is what's driving that. Because we all know, a good experience is hard to get a review for. A bad experience is super easy to get a review for. No doubt. Every single time. So anyway, want to touch on the five things that can help you make become more approachable. It, there's more to this. There's more depth to this. But if you do these five things, chances are you're going to see improvements across the board. Even the way you interact with each other on staff mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. So if you want to get rid of – if you have trouble with people, say, I don't think that person respects me or likes me. 
And like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, well, just look at the body language. Sometimes it's that you just don't like them. Yeah, sometimes you just don't. I get that too. But your body language will reveal that. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, And if that's an important... an important relationship, you have to learn how to control your body language, yeah, your yeah. smile, your eye contact, your, your leaning in toward them and uh, messing with your devices because you have lots of reasons not to. Yeah, because you got to be intentional. All right, so the five things, again, real quick, body language, smile, eye contact, angle toward the person you're talking to, and ignore your devices. All righty. That was another episode. That was 20. That was every single time. But anyway. We managed to keep it right under the 30-minute mark. Um, real quick, while we do that, we just want you to be able to get in, listen to an episode, get some value, get out. And if you're getting value, please leave us a review. We yeah, please. Leave us a review. Uh, if you want to see our eye contact, go check us out on the video. We're looking okay. at you right now. All right. Okay. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.